Hi everyone, I'm Kelsey and you're listening to the Box Officers Podcast. I know you guys are expecting to hear George's voice, but she has to take a short sabbatical, but don't worry, she'll be back. In the meantime, I will be continuing the show with different guests in George's place. This week, I have my friend Asia. Hi. Thank you guys for tuning in. Please continue to support us by leaving us a star rating and review wherever you're listening to this episode. Watching a bad movie is like witnessing a serious crime, but have no fear, the box officers are here. Each episode, we will review a new movie, and at the end of each episode, we will classify the film according to the severity of punishment. Films can be convicted of a felony, a misdemeanor, an infraction, or on the rare occasion found innocent. This week, we will be reviewing Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, so if you haven't seen it yet, go watch it now and come back so you don't hear any spoilers. Now let's get into the episode. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse is a 2023 American computer-animated superhero film featuring the Marvel Comics character Miles Morales, who is Spider-Man, directed by Joaquin Dos Santos, Kemp Powers, and Justin K. Thompson in their feature directorial debuts, from a screenplay written by Phil Lord, Christopher Miller, and David Callum. Shamik Moore voices Miles, starring alongside Haley Steinfeld, with some other familiar names like Issa Rae, Daniel Kaluuya, and Oscar Isaac. So on Earth-65, Gwen Stacy is struggling to live up to the expectations of her police captain father who does not know that she is Spider-Woman. Years prior, Gwen accidentally killed her best friend, Peter Parker, while he was mindlessly rampaging as the Lizard, and the police have been hunting for her ever since. One night, Gwen heads to the museum in Manhattan after hearing reports of an intruder and encounters a version of the vulture from an Italian Renaissance-themed alternate universe. Spider people Miguel O'Hara and Jessica Drew arrive using portal-generating watches and help Gwen subdue the vulture. Gwen is confronted on the scene by her father and reveals her identity to him. Distraught at this revelation, he attempts to arrest her, She escapes through a dimensional portal with the others after Miguel begrudgingly grants her membership in the Spider Society. That was a lot. Honestly, I was really shocked whenever they came out of the portal, especially because once it's revealed that the lady, what's her name? The black one? Uh, I think that's Jessica Drew. Jessica Drew. She's really like badass. Oh, can I cuss? Mm. I think so. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) She's really cool. And then she turns and she's pregnant. Yeah, I was not expecting her to be pregnant. And I thought she was really cool. I liked the Italian Renaissance themed guy, but he low-key made my eyes hurt. Like, I didn't like looking at him because it... I thought the animation was beautiful. I'm not talking bad about the animation, so don't come for me. But I... It was a lot going on. Like, I think I need to low-key rewatch it and look at just so i can like pause it like watch it at home my friend was saying this earlier watch it at home pause it and appreciate the art because it was a lot going on and then 
I felt really bad because I feel like she should have just told her dad she was Spider Woman. But low key, no, because I feel like that's yeah, that would bad because he does find out and he didn't take it well, like basically disowned her, tried to kill her, actually pulled out the gun. And I feel like the theater is like, oh, like nobody was expecting it. I feel like I understand why she didn't tell him because in the moment it's like, what am I supposed to say? Like, are they going to believe me? I'm Spider Woman. But uh, I feel like he shouldn't have reacted like that. But at the same time, he was looking for the culprit who he believed killed Peter Parker for so long. And to look and realize that it is his daughter, it's like, are you actually my daughter? Because you have been lying to me for so long and you know I've been looking for this bad guy. Honestly, yeah, fair enough, because. I mean, in his mind, like, he has a duty to society. Even though this is his daughter, obviously he loves her. But she has been lying to him. Now, do I think we needed the gun? Maybe not. I think it was just, like, um, like a knee-jerk reaction. Um, probably wasn't too personal. But as if it were me, my feelings would have been hurt. Because why did my dad just pull a gun on me? But I get it. I, I get it. I get it. Um, so... Now we have, I guess we jump back like to 16 months after the Alchemex Collider. We're on Earth 1610 in Brooklyn and Miles Morales is adapting to being Spider-Man while missing Gwen and struggling to live up to his parents' expectations. While heading to a parent-teacher conference, he encounters The Spot, a scientist whose body was infused with portals after the Alchemax Collider explosion. Blaming Miles for his dilemma, The Spot brings Miles to Alchemax and reveals that the spider that bit Miles came from another universe when The Spot was testing the Collider. He then accidentally transports himself into a void where he learns to travel to other universes containing the Alchemex Collider to use them to empower himself, which I did not like. I actually at first I thought the spot was like a little side character. And I don't know if it's because I didn't read the comics or what. I did not know he was going to be relevant at all. I thought, oh, this is some comedic relief. Because I thought his character was really funny, but also, like, unsettling to look at. He made me feel anxious. I don't like things with holes in it. And it really bothered me. But, and also him being, like, so tall and, like, lanky in that way. I feel like it was a good animated villain. But um, we also got to see Miles and his parents, which I really liked. Because I feel like it's just, wow. It's giving Spider-Man. I was going to say it's giving Peter Parker. <laughs> I was going to say it's giving Peter Parker in the sense that they all have that like boyish like, you know, it's just giving a boy in Brooklyn. Bless you. <laughs> it's giving a boy in Brooklyn. He's just, you know, running around late for the conference. His parents are like, oh, Miles. Like, you know, that's the vibe that he gives me. And I, I thought it was cute. So whenever we did see that the character, the spot, I also thought that he was a side character just because like how goofy he was presented. I didn't know that it was 16 months after the collider exploded. So where was he for 16 months? Maybe he was lost like um, in, I don't know, the universe, another world. But yeah, the animation was really, it kind of scared me a little bit. Yeah, it was kind of giving like Slenderman vibes, yeah. but 
um, yeah, I love the seeing Miles with his family and seeing that they're trying to push him onto better things. But like Gwen, he was also lying to his parents. Like, I'm not Spider-Man. What is it? Spider-Man. <laughs> he's like, I'm not Spider-Man. Like, I'm coming. I'm on my way. And so they think that he's up to no good, which is understandable as, like, the parents are like, where is this boy? He's missing classes. His grades are falling. Like, but, yeah, I just love, I love Miles Morales. What, a black Spider-Man? I love him, too, and I feel like I do understand the parents because if you, I mean, we're watching as an audience, but you think about it, this is just a 15-year-old boy, and he just be gone, and he never is where he's supposed to be, and he never has a good answer. I'm going to think, like, you're in a gang, you're doing drugs, like, I got to send you away to some correctional school, like, it's giving bad little kid, and he's actually saving the whole world, and I also like that they have that Afro-Latino representation. It's very important. So speaking of the Afro-Latino um, representation, I did really like that they had the mom speaking in Spanish and the son like replying or like speaking like what do they call Spanglish. Yeah. And they didn't have the subtitles because it's not for me. Like yeah. if I don't get it, I don't get it. It's if you know, you know. Yeah. So it's like good to have that representation. The movie had a lot of representation, actually. Yeah. They did, and, like, we'll get into, like, the other universes later, um, but I did like that they really upped the diversity, and I didn't even think of it like that, like, because I was sitting there, now, I only took, I, I think I took through Spanish 3, right, and I, and I use Duolingo now, so I'm trying my best, but I was, like, sitting there trying to translate it, and I'm like, well, I wish I knew what they were saying, but you're right, like, it, I'm not, it's not about me, it's not you know, for everybody to get, you know, those who get it, get it. The girls that get it, get it. Those that don't, don't. <laughs> so I, I like that. It's more authentic. They're, you know, she's Latina. She's going to speak in Spanish. And I thought it was important for their character and their relationship. And yeah, I, I actually love the mom as a character in general, though. I feel like her and Miles really grew in this movie. But um, so... We, after Gwen opens up a portal to Mumbai in India, Miles follows her and they team up with Spider-Man Pavit and Hobie against the Spot, who successfully absorbs the power of that world's collider. Miles is struck with the vision of his father dying at the hands of the Spot before the Spot escapes. In the ensuing destruction of the collider, Miles saves the father of Pavit's girlfriend, a police captain, but Mumbadan begins falling apart from the disruption of a cannon event. Members of the Spider Society arrive to assess the damage of the dimensional anomaly while Miles, Gwen, and Hobie are sent to their headquarters on Earth 928, where hundreds of Spider People variants reside in a massive complex. They meet up with Miguel and are joined by Peter B. Parker and his daughter, Mayday, as Miguel explains how each Spider-Man story contains canon events, such as the death of a police captain close to the Spider-Man, and that straying from those events threatens the fabric of the multiverse. Now, that's a big chunk of the movie. So, first, we're in Moonbatten, which was so cool. I thought that was, it might have been my favorite animation in the whole movie and then I thought that Parvit and Hobie were really cool um 
okay, I'm about to say something and I don't want, I don't want them to be mad at me. I don't want nobody to feel upset. I personally could have gone the whole movie without the Hobie character. I did not. He was not my favorite. I've heard great things. I know that everybody was going crazy. I love Daniel Kaluuya. He can do no wrong in my eyes. But I was like, okay, he, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I wasn't the target audience, but I, I wasn't feeling him specifically. I feel like your opinion is invalid because Hobie, we needed him. He was like the, he was the like, the like rebellion. Like he's the Spider-Man who's not following. What's that man's name? The leader? Yeah. Miguel, the fine Spider-Man. He was fine. He took that nerve. <laughs> But he's the only one that, like, wasn't, like, kissing the ground that he walks on. Everybody else acted like he was, like, just the, the king of all Spider-Mans. Like, sure, you created it, but just because I'm Spider-Man too doesn't mean you're in charge of me. And so I feel like we really needed him as a character. He was, like, really laid back. And he was, like, punk rock. He was, what do you say, uh, alternative, an alternative black person. That's some more representation that we needed. You never see that. Okay, so I guess I, I will support the representation i think it's because oh i feel like <laughs> i feel like i just don't something about his spirit felt like it was trying too hard for me and i don't like <laughs> i don't like like i felt like the alternative vibe was not authentic i was like you're trying so hard to be different it's giving I'm not like other girls. And I did like that, but I did know, I, I did like his rebellious, like not even rebellion, like him being independent against Miguel and everything. Cause it, it was necessary, but yeah, I was like, okay, lose the attitude, bro. Anyways. Um, then this is when I started to take the spot seriously. I said, Oh, so it's not. And first of all, the spot is very insecure. I feel bad for him because why is Miles who is making this little comment like, oh, uh, what did he say? He, Yeah, villain of the week. I'm like, you're going to let it go this deep that you're going to travel across dimensions to destroy him just because he insulted you? about it it's like if a man told you you're just the girl of the week like and he felt like miles ruined his life like he lost his job he was ridiculed this is affecting him deeply and he's like okay i'm gonna go get the man who did this to me and spider-man's like oh you're just a villain of the week like let me handle this real quick i got a meeting to get to he's literally texting during your freaking battle you're fighting for your life and this man is texting he's treating you like nothing but i really did the spot oh that first fight he had with miles morales that was like he was doing so bad like he didn't know what he was doing he was kicking himself literally kicking himself in the butt and so when he came back he's like i learned and he was beating all of the spider-man's different universes spider-man's had to call backup but once he got that collider that animation was crazy that animation was so good and i loved it it was scary but it was good yeah i actually I actually was like feeling some like, oh, let me sit back in my seat because I'm like, this is pretty intense. Like if I were a young person going to see a movie, I would be scared. And I like that because I'm not young enough. You know, <laughs> I if I were a younger person um, 
And then I did, you know, like that we had an explanation of like the whole canon event thing. Now, again, maybe I'm not, you know, necessarily here to criticize the storyline. It's difficult reviewing a movie based on like pre-existing characters and comics because, you know, I can't criticize. I'm, I'm criticizing the film, right? Not necessarily a comic book, right? But I did not understand why Miguel told him that his dad had to die. Miles came to the headquarters. He wanted to be a part of the spider society. He was going to be compliant. All you had to do was let two days pass, hang out with him. Nobody say anything. And he wouldn't have freaked out. And then his dad could die and everything could be how it's supposed to be. He never had to know. Why do we have to say something? I think Miguel just had a bad attitude. And I, you know, I feel like it, it literally, it just had to be for the plot. Because rationally, I said, ask the leader of all these spider people, why Why did you say that? I feel like that was stupid. But, um, and also, I don't think he was the cutest animated character in the movie. Miguel, as fine as he was, he did have a bad attitude. <laughs> like, I guess I get it. He's tried to um, avoid canon events in the past and see what life could have been. And so he's taking that anger out on Miles, not only just because he made that, what is it, like a planet? He made that Earth go into a canon event. He also was bitten by a spider that shouldn't have bit him. And so another planet has... Um, been affected by that or a different universe I guess and so I guess I see why he's mad but to take his anger out on Miles is kind of unfair and like Kelsey said I don't think that they should have revealed that to him but it was definitely for the plot because had they not told him would it really give what it gave no and no it, it would have gave nothing it would have just been like <laughs> the movie I mean we could just end it there because nothing nothing bad's gonna happen right and then um, I do feel that he, um, Miguel has some issues that he needs to work through. I, I did like that we got his backstory. I thought it was told well and, you know, they gave it a good enough, a good amount of time. I didn't need more or less. I, I got what I needed and we kept it moving, but I did, you know, I, like you said, it's unfair because Miles did not ask to be bitten by the spider. It's not his fault. And instead of, you know, using, you know, kindness or humor or any of those Spider-Man traits, you know, to try to help him understand and process the situation, you were hostile. And what did you think he was going to do? Be like, oh, yeah, you're bullying me. And you just said that I'm a mistake, basically. Um, while you're at it, go ahead and kill my dad. I, that's unreasonable <laughs> so oh go ahead um also I was gonna say everybody knew like everybody was in on it and the fact that the girl Gwen she could have grabbed him so that he didn't cause that kind of event on that pl planet like all she had to do was like grab his um wrist and be like no don't and then even the older spider-man I forgot what his name is like the, yeah. his mentor <laughs> 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 they're all Peter <laughs> 
But yeah, even Peter, he was in on it and he was there to like kind of soften the blow. But I feel like they all planned on sitting him down and telling him that his dad is going to die. And they know that his dad is like one of the closest people to him. As Spider-Man, he talks to his dad when his dad is on police duty, like giving him advice how to deal with him when he's miles. And so everybody knows this, yet they wanted to tell him. Like Kelsey said, I feel like they didn't have to tell him. They could have just sent him back and let him deal with it naturally like everybody else did nobody else got that warning and for somebody to tell you that your dad is going to die in two days and there's nothing you can do about it and he got the visions like Mm -hmm. let that man live that boy yeah i feel like that's another thing like he naturally would have processed it and ended up okay just like everybody else but to have this big thing and now he feels betrayed by his friends and by Gwen and by Peter B. Parker and everyone, really. Um, and yeah, so it's just uh, it's a lot going on there. But it was so funny. Let's speak about some positives. I did really like that the Spider Society, they had that moment that like emulated that meme, you know, where they point at each other. It was so oh, it just made my heart so happy. That whole universe was really interesting to me i also liked when um that one spider-man was in therapy and he was crying and the other spider-man therapist was like let me guess they killed your uncle or something or like (laughs) and it's just so funny because it's i don't know i appreciated the comedic relief also um peter b parker's daughter mayday was very cute why he was dragging that baby around, I don't know. But she was cute, and I, I'm here for it. Parker, what's his name? Peter B. Parker? He had that baby Mayday, and Mayday had spider. Oh, she gave him, he gave her web shooters. Yeah, yeah. I was like, is that a part of their DNA? But if that's just a regular baby, that was very dangerous, negligent. Low, I'm calling CPS. <laughs> but back on a more depressing note, I'm so sorry. But it's like... Peter, not Peter, Miles Morales is literally the only Spider-Man who is not a part of that society. And he wanted to be a part of it so bad. And again, that was something that made him feel like not good enough. And so when they told him, I understand his reaction. Like, it's not only the pain of my dad is dying. It's like, you guys are mean. You're cruel. Yeah. I feel like um, Miguel is actually a bully. Like, you did not need to sit there and tell this man he's a mistake in front of 500 people that are technically him like it's it's rude it's rude and it's hurtful and um it doesn't make anything easier it doesn't make it easier to process any of this information about his father and I I felt really bad for him um so then we have Miles you know he's realizing his dad is about to die um because he's supposed to be promoted to police captain in two days and that that's a canon event. And Miguel imprisons Miles after the two of them argue and they're fighting. But Hobie helps Miles break loose before using a portal to escape the spider society. Miguel orders all of the spider people to apprehend Miles, resulting in a long, frenzied chase through the complex and surrounding city. And eventually, Miguel pins Miles down and, you know, tells him that he's the original anomaly, like we said, and He was never supposed to become Spider-Man and that the world the spider that bit him came from has no Spider-Man. Miles runs away and with the help of Margot Kess, also known as Spider-Bite, he returns to what he believes is his home dimension. Miguel, seeing Gwen as a liability, ejects her from the Spider-Society, 
and then Gwen goes to reconcile with her father who has decided to resign as a police captain. Realizing that his resignation is evidence that Cannon can be safely averted, Gwen decides to aid Miles, leaving Earth-65 with a bootleg portal watch Hobie left for her. Um, so the character, the Margot Kess, I thought she was so cute. She was so cool. I felt so seen when she was like changing her hair digitally or whatever. I said, yes, it, I'm here for I've never seen anything like that. And it's crazy because I'm like, wow, like this movie is really killing it in the representation department because we don't get to see that kind of representation for black girls and their hair. And I think that kind of stuff is really important. And it really sat well with me. Like I walked away like, wow. I was supposed to watch this movie. It was for my people. And then um, I was really happy when Gwen reconciled with her dad. Um, I'm going to be honest. I didn't know what was going to happen because last time they saw each other, he tried to shoot her. So I was really happy um, that one, he accepted her. But two, that now we know all that really needs to happen is that Miles' dad just needs to not become the police captain. And then it doesn't make sense for him to die anymore. Or, and, or it won't become like a canon event. Because I thought Gwen's dad was going to die. And now we know that he's not. Because he resigned. So I was like, all we got to do, go home, convince him. But you know, things are never that easy. Let's talk about that animation. In this scene specifically, I feel like the animation animation was like superb it was fantastic at first looking at it i'm like wow they didn't even like finish drawing like <laughs> this scene but the colors really did depict the emotions like whenever she was unsure about the dad and what um he felt about her it was like really dark and purple and you can see how the characters felt based off of the colors behind the person that they were talking to so whenever we see that, like, the daughter, she's kind of lost, she's kind of sad, it's all purple and pink, and then, like, the way that the dad is in front of the colors is just, like, really telling, and once they finally, like, reconcile and they, like, make up and everything, they hug, everything's so bright and white, and it's just, like, the colors in itself really made a difference because even all throughout the movie, like, the animation style is different, mm -hmm. but in that moment, you can really feel the emotions in color, and I feel like... Um, after this movie, we're going to see a lot more of this animation style because Spider-Man is always like revolutionary with, well, it's been revolutionary with that. And so just by depicting the emotions with color and not with like the characters themselves, I feel like that's going to be something we see a lot more. I agree. I think that the color played a huge role in that. And I look, so I, this is not an original opinion because she just said that she thought it wasn't finished. Okay, so when I say this, I, again, keep your, you know, don't hit me. I thought the animation itself in that scene compared to the rest of the movie was, like, not the most impressive. But, again, so they added in the color to represent the emotions, and I appreciated that element, but... I distinctly remember when I watched it in the theater and I saw that scene, I was like, oh, what happened to the where the where the artist go? You know, and it, and, and you know what? And that's OK, because, again, in a way, it allowed us to focus not so much on like 
what you know because there are parts in the movie again you have moon Baden where it's like wow this is clearly you know they're showing off the the artistry right now you know but right now we're focusing on emotions and the storyline and feelings and it's really trying to make us focus on the reconciliation and what that means for Gwen and her dad so you know I get it I, I get it and I'm not mad at it I just wanted to say what I had to say you know I I was really glad for Gwen and you know she decides to go aid Miles and this is when things kind of get insane um so Miles returns to his apartment and he reveals to his mom that he's Spider-Man which I'm like okay finally and she's like who's Spider-Man and after glitching encountering his deceased uncle Aaron Davis and learning that his father has already died Miles finally realizes that he is on Earth 42 the homeworld of the spider that bit him Aaron interrogates Miles and is joined by the Miles of Earth 42 has been Earth 42, who has become the Prowler. Miguel, Jessica, and Ben Riley, who is Scarlet Spider, travel to Earth 1610 in search of Miles just as the spot arrives and begins his attack. After speaking with Miles' parents on Earth 1610, Gwen assembles a spider team to find Miles, consisting of Peter B., Mayday, Pavit, Hobie, Margot, Spider-Man, Noir, Penny Parker and Spider Ham. Um, so I was shocked. And I, okay, so again, maybe people who read the comics were aware of this. I was not aware that he was not back on his Earth. I didn't know he was on Earth 42, but it makes a lot of sense because, you know, that machine is acting off of like DNA or whatever. He got bit by the spider. And I was shocked and confused because when his mom said I don't know who Spider-Man is I said is it because she doesn't like read the news she don't get out much like what's going on and then we see her or Miles's uncle and I was like oh shoot I don't even think I realized from the glitching that something was wrong because I just thought oh he's still messed up from the the traveling and all of that but I thought that was a good plot twist um at least for me at my grown age and and then Aaron interrogating Miles. I'm like, oh, you know, Aaron is up to some naughty stuff. He finna wreck some havoc. And or are you supposed to say wreak havoc? It's wreak some havoc. He came to <laughs> he came to do some bad stuff. And then Miles being the prowler. I didn't buy it. But, you know, I did. I'm a unnecessary critic i think i'm critiquing the incorrect things um let me think from a different perspective if i were the target audience i don't know if i am or not but maybe like a young boy who wants to be spider-man or miles would have been like shocked and i think that's what matters most um but i i appreciated the plot twist because i i thought it was quite twisting and i wasn't expecting a plot twist in this movie so my question was like, okay, you're picking on Miles, but I'm picking on the machine because to be honest, if the machine sends you back to the place that your DNA is like hitting from, 
shouldn't it have split miles up and like technically like ripped him apart because his dna is from two different universes or is it going based off of like majority of your dna because majority of his dna would have been from his home universe but i can see because it's like a spider universe maybe it goes off of that spider dna but that also doesn't make any sense at all because they're so technologically advanced you're going to send people back to where the spider came from it would make sense to send them back to their birth universe but that's the part that got me. But um, yeah, once he got back to that universe that wasn't his own, they were like, the mom was like, oh, did you change your hair? You like, you took your braids out. And I'm like, braids? Like, was I watching the same movie y'all was watching? <laughs> like, okay. And then somebody, the uncle, he said, you took your braids out? I said, now when did this boy have braids? And at the same time, like they're flipping scenes to, the other universe i guess his correct universe and they're looking at like trying to spot him and they're like oh we haven't spotted him at all i'm like dang that boy that is spider-man <laughs> like he climbing <laughs> but um yeah that's what really got me i guess uh you were shocked but i wasn't too shocked that he was the prowler because of course um whenever you have those alternate universes it's going to be the same character that plays both protagonist and antagonist and so that was a good balance but i was just shocked that the grown man was the sidekick I'm like how you get your uncle to agree to this <laughs> and he like oh tied that boy up they tied him up i thought he punched him in the head like oh they beat miles up what did he do <laughs> But I'm just excited to see what happens because what we ended up with him tied on that um, punching bag. So I was like, what is the prowler? Is they, are they going to kill him? It's a Disney movie, huh? They can't kill him. <laughs> I literally, um, so again, I, I don't know if I just hadn't been reading up on this or what. Was I uninformed? Did everybody know but me? But I did not know. I knew we were getting a trilogy, but I thought it was not going to be a cliffhanger. You know, I didn't think it was going to be a continuation. I thought I would have gotten a resolution to this particular problem. So when the movie ended, I was pretty upset. Um, and I think we might get it in 2024. I think they're trying to release it around the same time. But I was very shocked and confused. I mean, very Um I was heartbroken because I feel like it took a lot of courage for Miles to say that to his mother and for him to do it ultimately for it to low-key unfortunate. I'm sorry, I hate to say it, but it not mean anything. Um, <laughs> I I hate that for him. Um, I'm sure it'll all work out, you know, because he's Spider-Man. He's that guy, but it's still frustrating and I won't know peace until I get to the end of this and again I did appreciate the parallels because I again didn't realize until after the fact when they were switching between Gwen and the shots of um Jessica Drew and then Miles and the dad and the mom and they were cutting the scenes I was kind of confused about why they were cutting the angles like that but I just thought this is a stylistic choice I did not clock that it's because they're in different universes. And so in hindsight, I thought it was put together, like constructed very well to where it's giving clues and alluding to the fact that he's not in the right place without, you know, explicitly sharing that information. So I thought artistically it was put together very well. Anyways, I know it was good, 
but how good was it? I I have in my mind what I'm thinking, but I'd like to hear your thoughts first. In my honest opinion, this movie was amazing. The amazing Spider-Man indeed. <laughs> this is one of the best movies I've seen. Now, typically, and Kelsey knows this, I will be knocked out. This can be the best movie out. If there is a slow moment, if my eyes get to closing, they're not opening. But I did not sleep. I didn't even nap. This was the best movie I've seen in a minute. And I haven't been to the movies in a long time because I'm afraid that I will sleep through the movie. And so I think this movie deserves a felt. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> no, in a sense, in a sense. I actually have to agree. And I know we are starting off this season with me giving out two innocent ratings. But this has been a season for film. It has been a long time since I've gone to the theater and felt something and seen something. This is some of the best animation I've ever seen in my entire life. It was beautifully done and I felt like it was telling a story. I also forgot to mention earlier, side note, I love that they, um, first of all, why was, um, why was Childish Gambino in the movie? I'm like, not him getting a Spider-Man cameo and it's the animated one. Were you not around when Tom Holland was filming? Like, what's going on? And then I like that they included, um, a reference to Tom Holland and we got to see Andrew Garfield and we got to see Tobey Maguire. Like, that was really creative and made me happy, um... But also, yes, I did like the animation style and I liked how they used it to tell a story. And I thought they incorporated the flashbacks or the references to the other Spider-Mans well and the use of the color to convey emotions. And I know I'm talking a lot about the animation, but it was an animated film. So leave me alone. It, it was well written as well. I thought the writing was great. I thought the actors did good. The voice actors were well selected. Um, and I really walked away with the only complaint being that I didn't get any more. And so that's a beautiful, um, feeling to have. It was, the movies are back, you know, <laughs> that's what I feel like. That's what they say. And yeah, I'm actually very happy. I felt very satisfied. I was like, you're saying like, I was very disappointed. I was sitting in there like two hours in and I said, hold on. We haven't even had the big boss battle. Like, what's going on? And oh, when it said to be continued, I was sick. Like, I'm not mad that they're going to give us another one because that animation style was amazing. I feel like the way they incorporated the live action and all different types of animation, the only other time I've seen that is in South Park. And it's not even as fluid. Like, it's just like a cut scene to real life people or like a different animation style. And so this is definitely going to change the way animated movies are made. You, you're going to see all the Pixar movies copying that. But yeah, like Kelsey said, like they incorporated all the other Spider-Mans. So you can connect to every single Spider-Man fan there is. Parents taking their kids, they're seeing Spider-Man movies from when they were a kid. And so it's going to really hit for everybody. There's going to be so many Spider-Man fans. Like they are, they know what they was doing. And like Kelsey said earlier, they have some people of color in the studio working. I've never seen Indian cartoons in the movies. And so that had to be remarkable for an uh, Indian person. 
And so I know that had to like hit different for those people to see that in the movies. And then just like all the representation, it was a very beautiful movie. And so I don't feel like it was taking away. Sometimes movies try that and it's like they just added it like, oh, here you go. But this one is like very fluid. I loved it. I loved it. I, I'm going to see the next one. I will count down on my calendar that eight months from now, like, and I'm going to be on the next podcast for that one. Period. I appreciated the sincerity that it gave. And again, like, even for us, I feel like watching it and being like, wow, like, I haven't seen that kind of representation. And, you know, I don't I don't think I've ever seen that kind of thing again with spider bite and her hair and little things like that really do matter, especially for an animated film, especially for something a bunch of kids are going to see. Um, again, the Indian representation was there. The Afro Latino, uh, representation was there. We really had a lot going on and yeah, the writer's room, the, the writers weren't on strike this week. They were, they were at work. Everybody clocked in and I appreciate that. Innocent until proven guilty and we love to see it. And I'm sure the next one will be innocent, but we won't know until 2024 if I still have a job here. Yeah. Wow. That was a blast. Wait, Kelsey, I didn't know you did this in front of a live audience. What? <laughs> What's that girl? She's like, I'm a star. You know, for that movie X or whatever. No? Okay. Okay, you guys. Well, we will see you next week. Adios.